In this episode, I'm going to be reading Chapter 3, Land in Sight. Put your mind to rest. Take a deep breath through your nose. Hold it. Relax every, everything in your body while exhaling slowly. Another deep breath through the nose. Hold it. Release over every bone in your body. Feel yourself sinking into the bed and listen to the story as it unfolds. Chapter 3 Land in Sight Satusai now felt quite alone. She still had her mother and her father, Yu Ling, and her two other brothers. It was true. Yet, she missed Tuku. Yu Ling was slowly getting better. An old man with a long beard had been given three of the little white balls, and he had given them to Yu Ling. The silver bird never came back. The people in the boat said that it had flown away to settle in another place. And probably they were right, for all over the Yangtze Valley people had taken to their lifeboats and, with nothing to eat, were falling ill there was only one aeroplane, and there were thousands of boats. This was why the people gave up hope of seeing the bird again, and went on trying to keep themselves alive by eating the moldy things they fished up out of the water, and the misery went on. But something had happened to Satusai, she thought always of Tuku, and was filled with a strange happiness. Her joy was like a little song that made her forget everything she herself suffered. When she felt hungry, she thought, Tuku has enough to eat now and the hunger was not so hard to bear. When she felt thirsty, she said to herself, Tuku has as much to drink as he likes. And the first, too, was not so bad. And when she was ill, she said to herself, Tuku is well now, and she could bear the pain. For Satusai never doubted for a moment that the strange men had taken Tuku along 
with them and had nursed him back to health. Of her own illness, she knew very little. She lay on Tuku's mat, closed her eyes and did not stir. She dreamt that they were all being back again in their mud hut, father, mother, the three brothers, herself and Tuku. She was holding Tuku on her knee while he caught at the waving bamboo. Once he threw himself to the ground and kicked out in a fit of temper, whereupon she ran into the house and brought him out a large bowl of rice. Tuku helped himself with both hands and laughed. When she awoke and felt her mother's hand on her forehead, she knew that nothing of what she had dreamt was true. But she kept her eyes fixed on the sky, thinking that the silver bird must come back, bringing her to Ku. But she was too worn and weary to look into the sky for long. She soon fell asleep again and went on dreaming of Tuku. Once she dreamt that she saw him lying asleep on a lovely straw mat, smiling. For a long time after she woke up, she kept her eyes shut, thinking happily of Tuku. Her parents supposed she was asleep and that was how she came to overhear a conversation between them that troubled her very much. It looks as if we are going to run aground, said Yu Yu to his wife. The water's getting lower all the time. What are we going to do? Perhaps we shall find our house again and our field, suggested her mother timidly. There's no hope of that, said Yu Yu. Our house has been destroyed and anyhow, we are miles away from it. Our crops have been washed away and besides, we should have to wait for spring before we could even look for our field. The water has got to sink everywhere first. Her mother sighed. We've got no money to buy food or another field. Yu Yu began again. How are we going to live? We might go to one of the big towns. There are many good people there. We shall have to beg in the streets. How are we to get to a town? Asked her father almost angrily. We've got no money to ride. And if we walk, we shall all die of hunger on the way. Her mother had no reply to what to make to this. Yu Yu was right. We've no clothes to sell and no trinkets, went on Yu Yu grimly. 
and nobody will lend anything to poor peasants like us. We have no shoes and our clothes are torn and filthy. The water has left us nothing except the children. Again, her mother said nothing. Yu Yu was right again. For a little while, there was no sound but the boat lapping of the water against the sides of the boat. Then Yu Yu said in a low, sullen tone, They are saying on the boats that there is a man on the land who buys children. I can't spare the boys. Besides, they look for their own food, but the girl, what do you think? No, her mother almost screamed in horror. Satu Sai opened her eyes. So they want to sell me, she thought. If they sell me, they will get some money and then they can build a hut and won't starve. She shut her eyes again. Satu Sai was not a bit afraid. She was much too weak to think of what it meant to be sold and not to have a mother anymore. Yu Yu was silent. He was not a bad man because he wanted to sell his child. He had thought it over carefully and he knew it was the only thing he could do. Wife, he said after a long pause, what will happen to her if she stays with us? Either she starves to death with us or we starve and she is left to live. Well then, she won't have anyone to look after her. She'll be all alone. There are rich people in the towns who take little girls into their homes. They teach them to cook and sew and even to read and write. What's more, they feed them. Yes, but that means that Sartasai would be a slave, objected her mother. She mustn't be a slave. She might be able to save us, reported Yu Yu. No more was said after that. Her mother sat down by Satusai, took her hand and carefully covered her up. The water lapped against the boat. My poor little girl, whispered her mother. And Satusai fell asleep again. A few moments later, there was a shout from the brothers, Land! Land! But Satusai did not hear it. Sadly, all good things must come to an end, so I bid you good night, sleep tight, and don't let the bedbugs bite.